There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's your name? Do you still have your Christmas lights up? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Do you still have your Christmas lights up? Yes has, or no? Who has their Christmas lights up? Um, it's March. So many people. Really? So many people. I was driving with my daughter. Boy, and they were on because it was nighttime. I was I was driving home from dance class and driving through our neighborhoods. And I said to her, look at how many Christmas lights there are up. And she looked around and I don't mean like a strand of Christmas lights, like sort of haphazardly placed on somebody's front bushes and maybe lit. I mean, the whole display wow. still up in neighborhoods you must just in have South a very Minneapolis. Festive neighborhood. Yeah, but you know, it's over now. Um, yeah, I it's don't, March 18th. I don't understand why that would still happen. Although, that said, I mean, uh, have you met the last two years? I, I imagine there are certain numbers of people out there who are like, you know what? I'm just going to have pretty lights all year. 651-641-1071. If you are one of those people who wants to have pretty lights all year outside... I'm not talking about inside. Inside your house, do whatever you want to do. If you want... I just don't want to I just, see it. I just don't want it in my... I don't want it yeah. to be able to have you to see it. You can do whatever you want, but I don't want to have to look at Let's it. Let's go to uh, Chaz. Chaz is on the line. Hi, Chaz. Chaz, do you still have your Christmas lights up, Chaz? Well, yeah, technically, yes. And so we pretty much put our lights up, and we have Christmas about six months out of the year. And with the trees that we have outside and the ones inside, we had a total of 15 Christmas trees up this year. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. And, yes, That's next level. We do have a display still upside, outside, but we do leave it on till about March, and so it will be coming down soon. Okay, so <laughs> I am... Okay. I thank you for calling, Chaz, and thank you for assuring us that uh, your Christmas will be taken down soon. Um, because honestly, this is just my plea to the world. It is what is the temp out there right now, Holly? Uh, it's like in the 40s. 40s it's in the 40s. Yeah. We've had a good string of a few days. Um, it's great. Listen, I know this is a gift in March to have this many, you know, it's not always like this. Yeah. But cri- bye. Christmas is done. We're done. Let's go to Sean. Hello, Sean. Sean, do you still have your Christmas lights up? I do, but they're not Christmas lights. For me, they're winter lights. Oh, okay. What's okay. A, what what constitutes winter lights for you? So they're all snowflakes, and I put them up on one side of my house. And I don't even have a Christmas tree up at Christmas time, but when the snow melts, which is almost melting up at night, I'll take the snow lights, the snowflake lights down. 
Okay, so wait, when do they come down? They come down. They'll come. They come down when there's no more snow on the ground. Okay. Oh, All right. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, so we're getting okay, close. So, but you have a plan, and I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you so much for your call. So when so the snow is gone, is the it snow lights come down. The lights that bothers you. It's just sort of. It's uh. You know, I want to be able to transition into the new season, and, and I the lights feel you like from doing they that. do. It's mm. it's celebrating something that we're done with. It's time to move forward. Okay. Um. And I just can't have Christmas looking at me right now because that feels like it begs for snow. Okay. So you feel... And I don't want us to beg the universe for more snow. All right. Okay. We're, we're on our way out. I want to continue on that trajectory. Yeah. Emily's on the line. Hi, Emily. Emily, do you still have your Christmas lights up? Well, we do, um, but they're frozen into the ground and our north house, house faces north and I can't get them out. Okay. Um, <laughs> But my husband puts up an artificial tree at Halloween and puts Halloween lights on it, and then we switch them out to Christmas. So since the tree is frozen into the front yard, I put, like, hearts on them for Valentine's Day, and I I put shamrocks in them for St. Patrick's Day. So if I can get it out of the yard without a blowtorch this weekend, I'm going to try (laughs) to. Okay, I I want to just give you an A for effort. You are you're trying, and I also want to acknowledge that you recognize that there are other uh, celebrations that happen, so you decorate accordingly. Well, this year because I couldn't get the tree out of the yard yeah. for the first full year in this house, so I didn't think that but- through. I I <laughs> applaud you. Thank you so much for your call, Emily. I'm surprised there are so many people with lights still up i i just haven't noticed it in our neighborhood i don't know if um, we're just not a very festive neighborhood but sounds like a lot of people still got their lights up it's unbelievable honestly and it didn't occur to me until it was so nice outside that we were you know driving around with no jackets on and it just it's getting warmer and so i was and i looked around and i said there's so many christmas lights to me i love lights so i don't care if lights are up all year round the thing that would drive me nuts i think would be like those those inflatable christmas decorations or really i just don't like those any time of year but that's a judgment um but like if you still had like santa claus up in your front yard that would be a little aggressive yeah but you know lights to me are pretty you know i i don't not like lights i just you know, let's transition into a more spring light. Yeah, no, I get it. And less I'm, I'm of a winter that. light. Yeah. Um, but I want to give kudos to Emily because she was giving thought to the fact that, okay, we we're stuck with these damn lights. Let's make them festive for the proper holidays. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Listen, I'm going to put, I, I feel like I got to walk the talk here because we don't do lights outside. We just don't. Um, but I do have my holiday planters still out. Oh. And I feel but like that's not the same as lights. It's it? not the same, but it's they still are the holiday. They got oh, the holiday vibe. All right. Well, so take those down. I am. I'm going to dispose of them this very evening, and I would encourage um, others who have Christmas lights to. I would just like you bitches to shovel your walks. Thank you. <laughs> you can put up lights all year round as I as long as I, my dog and I don't break our necks. Oof. Also, the ice. The yeah, that's ice. What I'm yeah. Like, get that. Get rid of that ice. Yeah. Do it today. Please. Or this weekend. Listen, you got time. Uh, get out there with whatever you need to get, whatever implement you need to get that ice out of there so that nobody breaks their neck on your yeah. front walk. Specifically, Bradley, 
and his dog, Wheezy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, each and every Friday, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies comes in and tells us what we should or should not be streaming or watching or going to uh, this weekend. And he's got three offerings for us today uh, to talk about uh, when he when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. It's every Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show. We invite our friend Paul McGuire Grimes to join us and tell us what maybe we want to watch or maybe we don't want to watch, depending, this weekend. And uh, today is no different. Paul is here with hey, three offerings. Hello. Yeah, there's a lot happening right now. There seriously is. <laughs> so I'm glad we've set aside some time. Yes. yes. Um, can we, can I, selfishly, I'd like to go backwards you on can our go list. Order whatever order you want. Because I, this one snuck up on me and I haven't seen it yet, but there's so much buzz about this new Disney Pixar uh, movie. Yes. Turning red. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. So tell me everything. So the premise about it, it's this young, like, girl in the eighth grade. She loves life. She's got a core group of girlfriends and she's at that age where her body starts to change and one morning she wakes up in the body of this fluffy red panda and she has to learn how to control her emotions if she doesn't want the panda to come out. Mm, it's like Teen Wolf. It's like Teen Wolf. But but basically a little a, different. A little different <laughs> and really a metaphor for a young girl going through puberty. Mm-hmm. And she has to figure out what what is happening to my body and then her and her friends decide, well let's make a little money off of this because their favorite boy brand band is coming to town. Mm. So then they're like, "Oh, if I can turn into the panda for some photo shoots, we'll get some money and oh God, go see hilarious. this favorite boy band." So use your powers for money. <laughs> yeah. It's what Pixar does best mm. at being telling a creative story but talking about human emotion, mm-hmm. human growth, mindset growing up and how do they do that with a young Chinese girl? This is so this is so interesting and and um and I do I agree with you Pixar really is at its best mm-hmm. when they use they're, because they're talking to the audience. Yeah, completely. They're talking to the people that they uh appeal to in yeah. a way that they can relate right. to. So and and anyone watching the movie. Yeah. I mean you don't have to be a young girl. You don't have to be a mom. But there's things about that that are just like those life lessons that are so important that growing up that you can understand. And there's lessons for the parents about your kids because the mom's played by Sandra Oh. And she, her the character thinks that I want my daughter to be like this and grow mm-hmm. up like this. And she's realizing maybe my daughter isn't who I necessarily thought she would be or is growing up to be. Mm-hmm. And I need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And like so many uh, Pixar movies, it's on two levels, right? So it's speaking to parents or at least adults or those of us, you know, who aren't kids on Mm -hmm. one level. And then, of course, it's speaking to kids and they do that brilliantly. Absolutely. And it's it's um, has a great ending, you know, like it has this like, you know, the panda gets big, like a kaiju like Uh monster type thing. The boy band is consisting of. Phineas and Billie Eilish, who well, Billie awesome. Eilish is the voice it, but Phineas does. Yep, and they wrote all the music for it. Oh, fun. Okay, so you mentioned Sandra. Oh, you mentioned Billie Eilish yeah. and Phineas. What what other kind of big names are attached to this? Um, well, Rosalie Chang plays Mei Mei, the young girl, cool. and she's hysterical because she can like throw herself, throw her voice around to all of the dramatics and mm. the flair of a young girl going, you know, having going through these like yes. emotional crises as a young teenage um, girl. We all went through <laughs> we emotional all, crises as teenagers. Is we all went through this in one fashion mm-hmm. or another and i think that is what makes this movie so relatable it takes place in 2002 so like we will think of newt and sync oh and my Boys. gosh the kids today will think of bts and one direction mm-hmm. and 
posting, you know, so YouTube totally videos. Relatable. Totally relatable. And this is on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Turning Red. It's one of those movies that kind of should be in theaters because of the representation. Yeah. It's all about, like, in Chinese culture and... Like those movies deserve to be in theaters, not just on a streaming service, and not to discount one platform or another. Yeah. Uh, how many ticket subs Four for, turning five for Turning Four Red? For Turning Red. Hysterical. All Watch right. it with your kids. All right. Where do we want to go next? Do you want to go Apple TV for another limited series, or do you want to go to a Netflix feel good movie? I, I feel Netflix feel good, let's sure. say. So this is called The Adam Project, and it stars Ryan Reynolds. And this is about a young boy who hears a noise in his backyard and meets this man in his dad's garage and he finds out that this man is actually himself in the future. Ooh. So Ryan Reynolds kind of sent from the future from the future to the present and how they uh, deal with the death of their dad in order to save the future. Oh, oh wow. Interesting. So, yeah. A personal story. Personal has- story worldwide complication yeah and it feels so sean levy directed it they did free guy last year he's going to direct the next deadpool movie and it has that 80s amblin feel there are clear references to back to the future Mm. talk about back to the future there's references to return of the jedi Mm. so on the one hand you have that nostalgia but you also then have the heart of this story of like what would you tell your younger self what would you do if you could just give advice to your younger self or have conversations with someone that may have passed away unexpectedly Mm. because they're getting to talk to their dad and like meet their dad even though he's like passed away and there's a lot of really fun people attached to this too jennifer garner is the mom in it and she you just see her kind of dealing with the death of her husband and how does she deal with that and cope with that now being a single mom to this young kid who's also going through a very emotional time mark ruffalo is the dad and then Catherine keener is the uh the villain of the movie who's sent from the future as well in this present and zoe saldana plays ryan reynolds wife from the future also back so you've got the action you've got the comedy and then you may just tear up by the end if you want to go on that emotional journey that these characters go on And is this only, this is straight to Netflix. This is just just a Netflix Netflix original original movie. You know, every week they have a new movie coming out. And again, if I, this one really took me by surprise because Ryan Reynolds, you get, you get him doing his shtick, but it's limited. Like Mm. there's like sprinkles of that. And then it's like, just to actually see Ryan Reynolds go through a really emotional journey. I'm like, oh, that, this is the Ryan Reynolds that I like. Yeah. One that's not putting on a shtick. Yeah, what, for a, the entire movie. He does not do that this time around. Okay. Right. The that's Adam great. Project, four out of five on Netflix. Four nice. out of five okay. tickets. That's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. And finally, let's go to that Apple TV limited series. So if you can't get enough of those like wild, unbelievable true stories, because those are all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. This is about Adam Newman, who started WeWork. Mm-hmm. And in under 10 years, if you remember this, his company became this $48 billion global empire that basically came crashing down because they essentially weren't making up profit mm-hmm. so it starts jared leto as adam newman i got to interview him and talk to him about that oh, okay and hathaway is his wife rebecca peltro newman the cousin of gwyneth paltrow oh, interesting look yes. At that. yes so they talk about that a lot in the series and you learn about what happened to the two of them their marriage and how it's kind of their love story for each other that kind of bolstered this empire and how she didn't really want to be associated with Gwyneth. She wanted to make a name for herself. Yeah. And she had all these starts and stops and the two of them being this kind of powerhouse together. And you then question like, is there a con at hand? Is Does he know what he's doing to all these other people or is he kind of a product of his own environment of what he created? Because he's not someone that takes no for an answer. He's got investors. He's got employees. And they're like, you can't do that or you have to watch yourself. And he's like, no, why? Because he's got this party hardy attitude, spending money left and right. 
a fascinating story. Have you gotten to watch all of them or just is this you've seen the whole thing? I'm not yet. Okay. I've watched six of the eight. Okay. All right. So yeah. you kind of have a feel for how the, where this is going. I do. And what's interesting, too, is that there's actually three WeWork uh, locations in Minneapolis. Yeah. There's one downtown in the Capella Tower. I think there's one in the North Loop. And mm-hmm. I think there's one there in Uptown. So does it take you on a journey as a viewer to decide like you're you're trying to figure out the whole time like. Is this wrong or is this yes. just that's the a thing. confluence of events? Yes, that's what I was wondering. Like, okay. I was curious about that. That's First. good because you don't, you kind of don't want to like go into a series the whole time knowing exactly how you feel about it. That kind of get, would get stale. Right. And, and of course, it, there, there is this familiar directory. I mean, the, the whole thing starts with him being kicked out of the board of his, like kicked out of his company. So you're like, okay, well, how did we get here? Yeah. And then it flashes back the 12 years to how it started and how he had all these mm-hmm. businesses that he wanted to start up and they failed. And then once he did this, we work and how that just took off. Mm. It, ha- it feels like the social network meets the wolf of wall street. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want to know how many tickets those, but then I also want to know it, what it was like to talk to them. Yeah. So four out of five, okay. it's based on a wondery podcast. So uh-huh. maybe you've heard the podcast or watched a Hulu documentary about it. So awesome. Even if you don't know the story, so fascinating so talk to jared about it he um i didn't know what to expect from him i was a little nervous going in but he was fun and he has he kind of talked about what he thought of adam throughout portraying him uh-huh. and if he was in on it the whole time or if he did if there was any who like it was just a great conversation yeah yeah and, and Anne hathaway too i did not talk to Anne oh, hathaway okay. for this but i did talk to her for the witches a long time ago oh. and she was nice then okay yeah, but yeah, so the interview's on YouTube. It'll also be on Twinsies Live later, but the whole thing's on YouTube. And this week, I also talked to Jesse Plemons, Jason Siegel, and Lily Collins for their new movie, Windfall. Oh my gosh, very cool. Is that, video, interviews. is that yeah. video already up? Yes, I put that up this morning. Great. Really fun. Oh, and I love Jesse Plemons. He's oh my so great. God, he's so good. And was he so nice in person? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you, all that, all those <laughs> interviews and so many more at Paul's Trip to the Movies, the YouTube page. Follow Paul on all the social medias because you will get all the information you need about what you should be watching. The Oscars um, are next week, y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got to get ready for that. We got to get ready, y'all. Oh, well, Paul, thank you for stopping Thanks, in Thanks, today. Paul. Now, thank for you. all of our wonderful listeners, I want you to know we are trying something a little bit different we're going to do something fun when we come back we're going to play a little game called spot the crazy stupid idiot but we need somebody to help us so we are going to bring you three crazy stupid idiot stories one of them is true you will have to discover which one that is but we need somebody to play along 651-641-1071 spot the crazy stupid idiot after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 Oh, dumb people doing dumb things. But today you have to spot which one is the real dumb person doing a dumb thing. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We're doing something a little fun today. We're doing uh, a little thing. We're calling it Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot. Yes, indeed, everybody. It's a game show and uh, you win nothing. But... We do have a contestant today on Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot, and it is Casey. Hello, Casey. Hi. Casey, Hi, Casey. Are you up to the challenge? Absolutely. Okay. Are you? Would you call yourself an expert on Crazy Stupid Idiots? I would, actually. I'm a police officer. Oh, oh. Well, this is great. This is right up your alley, honey. Perfect. <laughs> so you encounter crazy, stupid idiots regularly. Well, we have for you today three stories that uh, center around a crazy, stupid idiot. 
But here's the deal. Only one of them is a real true story. So you are going to listen to each of us tell our stories. Each of us has one. And then your job will be to tell us which one is the real one. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, you just sit tight. Get yourself comfortable. And uh, we are going to each tell a story. Who wants to go first? Why don't you go first? I will go first then. So we are going, friends, to Algoma, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the story. An Algoma man is in jail after walking up to the scene of a drug bust while carrying a bag of marijuana in his hand. This was on the 4500 block of Kennedy Avenue on Thursday night. At the time of the arrest, the Kiwani County Sheriff's Department was executing a search warrant at a home owned by Tracy Jean Elkin. Douglas Daryl Dickinson, who's 32, approached the deputy on the front lawn of the home of Elkin, who had just been arrested after deputies found large quantities of heroin, methamphetamine, and paraphernalia used for the sale of illegal drugs in her home. Dickinson first told authorities that he was at the home looking for his girlfriend, Ms. Elkin. The deputy, who was dressed in a sheriff's office vest, as well as uh, displaying a lanyard with his badge, noticed that he was holding that uh, that Dickinson was holding a bag of marijuana in his hand and quickly conducted a search of his person, which also resulted in the discovery of three oxycodone pills and a pipe. He was released from the Kiwani County uh, Jail on forty five hundred dollars bond and will appear in court in April. That is story number one. Okay, Bradley. Your story. All right. Story number two. An Ohio man was arrested Wednesday afternoon after allegedly slapping his neighbor in the face with a pork tenderloin. Oh. Carl James Wonker, 62, from Westerville, is facing misdemeanor assault and battery charges following a verbal dispute that turned physical with Kimberly O'Neill, 53, also of Westerville. Officers allege the trouble started while the victim was unloading groceries. Did we lose our caller? Yeah, she'll be back. Okay. Casey, call us back. So hopefully she can hear this story. But if not, we'll continue. Mm-hmm. Officers allege the trouble started while the victim was unloading groceries from her car. She claims her neighbor doesn't like it when she parks in her own driveway. Mm-hmm. According to O'Neill, the routine chore blocks Wonker's view of his bird feeders. After repeatedly yelling obscenities through a cracked window, police contend Wonkers took his anger outdoors to confront O'Neill directly. After a brief exchange of words, Wonkers allegedly grabbed a pork tenderloin from one of her grocery bags and threw it at the victim's head (laughs) as she ran inside. Police arrested Wonkers at his home shortly thereafter, and he was booked into county jail. He was released late Wednesday after posting a $500 bond. Also probably charged with misuse of a pork tenderloin. I mean, yeah. Rude. Mm-hmm. All right. Holly? All right. Well, we have Casey back. Wonderful. Casey, there you are. Uh, were you able to hear Bradley's whole story? Yep, I heard it. Okay, Good. great. All right. So you've heard two crazy, stupid, idiot stories. Holly is going to tell her crazy, stupid, idiot story. And then your job, Casey, will be to spot the crazy, stupid, idiot. Which one is real? Holly? Your oh, turn. Well, we're going to Canada, eh? Oh. Yeah. There's I'll take a, a nice cold Molson. Okay. Well, I'm sure you can find one in Frankville, Canada, in Ottawa. And apparently in Frankville, there is a place where the road splits into two. 
a fork in the road. So they wanted to celebrate that literally by putting a giant fork statue where the road splits. It's the pride of the town, right? But apparently last week, people started to notice that this big fork sculpture was bent over and someone tried to break it off its base. So the town was going to fix it, but then the next day, the fork went missing. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it seems like, according to authorities, whoever bent the fork came back with some tools and bolted it from the ground, and police still don't know where it is or why they took it, but apparently this thief might be trying to sell it for scrap metal. So, Or is trying to eat a really big meatloaf. That could, A meatloaf, yes. <laughs> We don't know, but the perpetrator is still at large, stealing the fork from the fork. So is the, the fork and the fork. <laughs> yeah. Now you know the mayor hopes whoever took it drops it back off at the same spot. No questions asked. How nice. How Canadian mm-hmm. of them. How very Canadian. All right, Casey. You've heard all three stories. You've heard about uh, the gentleman who uh, approached deputies with marijuana in his hand. You've heard about the person who threw a pork tenderloin at somebody's head. And you've heard about the missing fork of Ottawa. Oh, fork. Uh, And Casey, your job is to spot the actual crazy, stupid idiot. Do you have an answer? I'm going to go with the pork tenderloin one. You think that the pork tenderloin story was the actual crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah, I feel like the other ones are like, you know, kind of kind of stupid. But that one was like the crazy part. <laughs> so you're going all so crazy. It had like all the elements. Flying pork okay. tenderloin. In your expert opinion... The truest story of all was a pork tenderloin to the head, and survey says... Oh! Casey! I am so sorry. You weren't going to win anything anyway, but you definitely did not win today. Do you think um, you have a second guess? Um, Then I would probably go with the... Well, the marijuana one seems like something people would actually do, because... We'll just start that smart all the time. Um, <laughs> I love that. that. It's very Minnesota mm-hmm. response. Yeah. Um, well. So I would go with the marijuana in the hand. All right. Yet. So we've already uh, discerned that the tenderloin to the head was a fake story. Uh, and between the uh, marijuana in the hand and the missing fork, you are saying that the real crazy, stupid idiot is the marijuana in the hand. And survey says. Oh my god. It was the fork. It's the fork in the road. It is the fork <laughs> in the road. Okay. So Holly See, that actually thinking too big. What was that? I'm just thinking too big. You were thinking yeah. exactly. Yeah, but it's not easy, right? No. Because sometimes crazy stupid idiots are pretty crazy and sometimes they're like that's not so crazy. I think any one of these stories could have been real. <laughs> And probably someday will be, because as we know, Crazy Stupid Idiots uh, is the gift that keeps on giving. Casey, thank you so much for playing Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot today.
Thank uh, you. You win nothing. Uh, but but our undying love and affection, Casey. Thank you so much for listening to the Colleen and Bradley show and uh, for playing our silly little game yeah, today. Fun. A new twist on um, an old classic. Exactly. Just sort of, you know, freshening up the act. A little fun way for everybody to get involved in our crazy, stupid idiots. Also, I find myself now being very curious about where that fork is and what the person who stole it is doing with it. It's kids, hooligans, you know. Hooligans? Yeah. How big, Holly, was that fork? It was nine feet tall. A nine-foot fork? Yep. And it, does it say how much it weighed? Uh, I do not have a weight. Okay. But, you know, it was three meters tall. Okay. So I just wait, you know, our friends um, to the oh, yes, north of use course. the metric yeah. system. Yes, uh-huh. they should. All right. Yes, yeah. we should, right. but we don't. Yeah. Well, it's actually quite fun. It looks like a piece of pop art. Well, now someone is trying to dismantle it and use it for scrap metal. And the mayor of this town is just like, look, whoever stole this, I've got no beef with you. But stick a fork in it. Stick a fork in it. You're done. Bring it back. All right. Well, thank you. Fork you. Yes. Uh, We will not keep you updated on the Fork of Ottawa. You will have to do that work yourself. Uh, But thank you, everybody, for uh, playing the home game. And thank you to Casey for being our first. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe we won't. Because actually, can we just talk about this? You're right. We should probably give everybody a heads up that uh, next Friday is a very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, We are going to uh, put Holly in a refrigerator. Just kidding. We're not. Uh, Get it. Very special episode. Punky Brewster, Cherry in the Refrigerator. It's fine. We are going to have a little retrospective of the Colleen and Bradley show, Team Cobra, because... On Friday, we will celebrate 10 years. 10 years, kids! <laughs> a full decade of this uh, crap carnival. you. So next Friday, we'll be celebrating that. So we might not even... Well, we'll maybe we will get to... Cra- maybe we Who will, knows? We'll, it's going to be a grab bag of crazy uh, next Friday. So you'll want to tune cavalcade. in yes. for sure. Yes. So Crapplecade. We'll, yep. We'll be here doing that next Friday. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening for 10 years or uh, however many years you've been with us. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, something we, we've been doing, it feels like for 10 years, uh, a little game that we like to play. It's called the throwback. Live. We'll do that after this on my talk. One oh seven one.